Wrestling fans, this April in Jacksonville, Florida, the Spartan Combat Nationals are returning. Wrestle a different style each day, April 8th through the 10th, 2022, at the Spartan Combat Nationals. Register now at SpartanCombat.com. Now let's get to the show. Uh, but that, that, that's my main goal is to break the guy. We can endure anything and adapt and pivot and change. Wrestling gave us that ability. I would say nothing in life has impacted me more than the things wrestling has taught me in terms of self-reflection, resilience. Toughness. Some guys have it, some guys don't. Adversity, 100%. How to pick myself up and be a man after I failed. And everything that has shaped my life and where I'm at today would not be there without the values and basically the the lessons I've learned through the sport of wrestling. For me, wrestling saved my life because it, it allowed me to focus and channel my energy. We're fortunate if you wrestled because if you wrestled, natural talent helps, but it's, it's 5% of the ingredient. It pales in comparison to heart and technique and effort. It humbled me, taught me humility. Nothing can hit, humble you more than wrestling. I think it's the learning to adapt, right? You learn, you learn how to adapt, you learn how to solve problems. You know, if I look back at my time, I spent wrestling. If it gave me one thing more than anything else, it's mental toughness. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Wrestling Changed My Life podcast, coming to you from Chicago IL, the Windy City, birthplace of the baby back ribs. And today, we have the great Bo Bassett on the podcast. Bo is a 15-year-old phenom who resides out in the great state of Pennsylvania. This past summer, he lit the wrestling world on fire by dominating the Cadet World Championships. This fall, he'll be going to the Super 32 tournament to become just the third middle schooler ever to win a high school title. Bo Bassett is without question the pound-for-pound best 8th grade wrestler on the planet, folks. And he puts in the work to back it up. I can't wait for you to hear this interview. Fan of the Week goes to some of our most recent reviews on Apple Podcasts. I want to give a couple shout-outs there. First goes to Matt Linder, best wrestling podcast in the world. You're too kind, sir. Also, Hulk3Logan, thank you so much. Same with Wall Athletics out in New Jersey. And our good friends at the Eden Wrestling Club. Thank you so much for all the reviews, folks. Greatly appreciated. And if you enjoy this podcast... Go to Apple Podcasts, leave a rating, leave a review. It helps bubble up this show to other wrestling fans just like you. And without further ado, folks, let's give it up for the great Bo, the Young Wolf, Bassett. Bo, the Machine Gun Bassett, welcome to the podcast. Oh, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Yes, sir, man. I was telling you before we got on the air, big fan of yours. It was, I first heard your name, it was... uh, this February, I was interviewing Vito Arusha, and I was like, who are some of the young up-and-comers? He's like, I don't know this kid, but my brother talks about this kid, Bo Bassett. And so ever since then, I've been on the uh, I've been on the lookout, man. And watching you this summer was just amazing. So congrats on all the success. Man, thank you. Thank you so much. So let's do – you have one of the craziest routines I've ever seen. I love watching the, uh, the 5 a.m. videos of you at the gym. How, how did this all start for you? Because how old are you right now? I'm 15 years old. Just turned 15 in August. 15. When did it start, Bo Bassett? 
Um, it started way back. I was six years old. Uh, my, my dad was a high school wrestling coach before I even started wrestling. So, uh, you know, I was basically, I guess you could say born into the sport. Um, and so when I was six years old, that's when I started going to wrestling practice uh, out at Young Guns and things and uh, going to my dad's high school. But uh, yeah, I was six years old, uh, started the sport. Like I said, my dad coached and wrestled when he was younger. So, uh, you know, ever since I first went in the room, I loved it. Um, and, you know, we, we've expanded and evolved so much since then, but I can still remember my first practice at Young Guns. Guys like Spencer Lee, Jason Knoll were in the room with Coach Strip Matter. Um, but, you know, the culture is still the same there. I love it. Uh, but, you know, ever since I stepped in the room, it was just amazing. And your dad coached at Young Guns before you were even going there? Yeah, he did. So he coached um, at a couple of high schools in my area. Um, you know, just he loved the sport as well, like I did. And, uh, yeah, so he was coaching before I was even six years old and started. And your uncle, is he still involved? Because I know he wrestled way back in the day too, right? Yeah, so he wrestled way back in the day as well with my dad. Um, he's a little bit younger than my dad, and they both coached together um, at, at uh, high school. Uh, my dad coached a lot with Young Guns as well before I even started wrestling. But, yeah, my uncle is still involved today. Um, he's in every workout. So what what's the story with with your pops? And does he just love coaching? Or, like, like what's his – like, how did he get so involved before you were even involved? Yeah, like, I think he shares a sport um you know like I said when he was younger he wrestled so uh you know he he had you know he came back uh he lives around the same high school as he went to so you know he started coaching there and he coached at a couple of the other schools in the area but I think he just shares that love of the sport that I have and uh, you know it's just his passion um he really took it to the next level when my brother and I started wrestling um you know it's all you know it's not his main job obviously he's a school teacher and things but one of his jobs man he loves it and uh you know he gives all his effort to us and it's so cool that you guys love it just as much. It's just a whole family affair. The, the whole squad's in on it. So your dad, what grade, what subject does your dad teach and what grade? So he does uh, like engineering. It's called STEM, uh, science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. Uh, he teaches seventh through 12th grade. So uh, me and my teammates, you know, we, we have him for a class normally, um, you know, <laughs> teammates have him. So that's really cool. And uh, for anyone who doesn't know uh, your Twitter game. So how many days a week are you guys doing the 5 a.m.s? Uh, we normally do those three days a week, uh, normally Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Um, and yeah, we've been doing those for, you know, the whole last school year. Um, and then we're what, four or five weeks into this school year. So. And so you, at any given morning, there's like a squad of dudes in the basement of your house, right? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, 455 rolls around, um, you know, I unlock the door, turn the lights on and there's like, yeah, anywhere from like 12 to 15 guys out there waiting at the door and they're ready to go. And who are some of the names that might pop in there on a given day? Um, Sam Herring, obviously, everybody knows ooh, that. Ooh, ooh. Oh, yeah. Sam Herring's in the house. Uh, Eli, his brother. Uh, we got Devin Magro, who comes a lot. Uh, Owen McMullen, Tommy Verrett, Jax Forrest. A lot of these guys are on the rankings. Obviously, my brother comes in a lot. Uh, the Gibsons will pop in here and there sometimes. They do a lot of, you know, they little bit, little, live a little bit farther away. They're about 20 minutes from my house. So to catch the bus, sometimes it's difficult for them. But they pop in here and there. Um, and then we have the Pensiero brothers and, and I'm sure I'm forgetting people. I'm trying not to, but, uh, you know, we got a lot of up and comers, a lot of younger guys, um, that'll be coming up through the ranks here soon. And the mat isn't that big. So are you guys doing like, like calisthenics on the side while some guys are on the mat? Yeah. So last year, uh, we were all able to go on the mat, which was great. Oh, wow. You know, there's a lot of people coming this year. So, uh, what we do is we do normally a half hour of wrestling on the mat. And then I have like a little mini gym down there. Uh, basically surrounding the mat. So uh, we have half the guys, you know, doing lifting and, and things like that. So it's a really good setup, you know, half hour and half hour. And, uh, you know, it's a good workout. 
And what are you focusing on when you go in there? And are you leading it or is your pops leading it? Um, so we have written up workouts um, for, for every day. You know, what five lifts we're going to do or, you know, whatever, five drills, play wrestling. One day's you know, hard play wrestling. One day's just drilling or one day's maybe a grinder. You know, you go straight, you know, live and hand fighting for a half hour. But, uh, you know, we have our plans down there. We have two sheets of paper for the weeks and things. But my dad, you know, he runs it and he gets his run in as we're wrestling and lifting. So. It's so cool. And I love how, you know, I'm from Illinois. People hate hearing me say that, but big takedown, takedown cut state. You're in the land of the writers out there. And I heard that your dad and may, maybe it's someone else who gave him this idea, but your dad essentially does two days a week. You guys only go on the mat and there's like no on the feet. Is that right? Yep. That's hundred percent true. Um, obviously I'm in Pennsylvania and we're a big top and bottom state. So he, he, he does focus a lot on top and bottom as well. Um, we make a big emphasis on, you know, being able to turn a guy. And get so off. will you not even drill like high C's singles, nothing on those days, right? Um, most of the time we'll go straight top and bottom or we'll do transitions, especially if it's freestyle. Um, at Greco will do a lot of transition things, but yeah, there's a lot of focus on top and bottom. That is awesome. I don't know many clubs that do that. A lot of them just, you know, you start on your feet and then by the time you get to drill on top and bottom, it's an afterthought, but that's a priority for you guys. Yeah, it is. It's two days a week. And then normally we go two to three days a week on our feet. So about even with the focus level. And how often are you going to Young Guns? So I go there uh, Mondays and Wednesdays. Um, so I'll be there, you know, I was there tonight and then I'll, I was there on Monday. So Coach Jim Adder normally runs Monday and then Coach John normally runs it on Wednesdays. So, you know, we get a good mix of both of them. And then they run a lot of camps as well this weekend. They have their Super 32 um, preparatory camp. Uh, so I'll be up there all weekend. But, you know, they're running a lot of camps. But during the season, I normally go two days a week. Two days a week. And w- let me ask you this couple rapid fire what is the compound so the compound is my dad's business he opened about three four maybe five years ago um it's for basic strength um and basically what we do we, we run right before young guns on mondays and wednesdays and then we offer a lot of other different classes uh we do power lifting um and that's a little bit of crossfit as well you know there, there's a bunch of jujitsu and uh you know that's where we run ranger pride out of as well is at the compound and uh, during covid young guns actually had to run there are sessions out of the compound as well, but it's just a strength place. And my dad opened for, for me and the teammates to, you know, go and get a good lift in. Now, will you do that even if you do the lift in the basement in the morning? So, yes, we, so basically we do, you know, we do 5am's three days a week. And then on Mondays and Wednesdays, we have the compound session right before young guns. So yeah, we'll do it those days. And then uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays, we have Ranger pride normally into either a power lift or a CrossFit. And Ranger Pride, not to confuse people, but that's a that's a that's like the school, that's the club tied to your school that you go to. Yeah, yeah, that's basically it. Um, it's a little confusing, but yeah, it's not like a different club from Young Guns or anything. It's just we run on the opposite days of Young Guns, and it's basically for our school guys. Because essentially, your dad is coaching at where you're going to go to high school already, right? Yeah, he is. He took over the junior high and high school um, teams this year. What high school is that for folks who are going to want to be following you in the years to come? Um, that is Bishop McCourt or double A. Um, How many divisions in PA? There's two. So you're yep. in the big one? Um, we're actually in the smaller. The smaller the, one. Yeah, our school's not that big. Um, it's not like inner city or anything. So. Okay. So is Sam going to go to that high school too? Oh, yeah. Uh, we, we got a slew of guys. So uh, right now ranked high school wise, we have five um, that were ranked today on Willie's. Um, I was ranked. Uh, Mason Gibson was ranked one as well. So we have two number ones. Um, Eric Gibson is going to our high school. He's, I think he's like six, maybe five. 
Um, we have Sam Herring, who I think was 18-ish, and then Jax Forrest, who was number eight on those rankings currently. But we got a bunch of studs coming. Um, and we're, we're right now we're a young team. We got a lot of seventh, eighth graders and uh, rising nines. But these are national rankings, right? These aren't like PA rankings. Yeah, these are the national rankings. Um, we got a lot of guys that were at Fargo and stuff, so we're gonna we're gonna be pretty stacked someday. Man, that's where that's where like the momentum started this summer with all the awesome wrestling. It was like Fargo. That was a great week. You know, Sam did great. You know, there was so many good matches. Eric Larkin's son from Arizona was a lot of fun to watch. And then we rolled right into the Cadet Worlds. Man, that is just. God, that was so fun to watch. What are your memories of that now that we're a couple months removed? Man, um, so Fargo was right before Worlds. So we, we actually went out five days early to Worlds with the freestyle team. They do their, their camp to acclimate with the time zones and, and everything like that. You know, they want us ready to go. So we went out five days early, got a really awesome camp in. Um, I learned so much. I think without that camp, I don't know if I would have made as much or even won the Worlds I did because – at camp, I mean, I learned so much. I mean, I learned, you know, a lot of a lot of stuff on defense, a lot of chasing the corner and things like that. You know, we had Coach KJ out there, Coach Reader from Wisconsin. Uh, Lee Pritz was out there. Can't forget Coach Rob was out there. But we had a lot of great coaches out there, you know, showing stuff. So I think that camp was really important. And during that camp, every night, um, it was actually like 10, 11, 12 um, a.m., 11 p.m., I'd be watching Fargo and Sam and, and the Gibsons and all the guys back home. But uh, yeah, so I, I was watching Fargo leading up the Worlds, um, and then then they got to watch me at Worlds. So that was a really cool experience. For sure. And it was awesome. And I'm just curious, kind of off topic, you mentioned you were watching Fargo. Are you someone like Yanni who watches a lot of matches on YouTube, like a lot of foreigners? Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, I'm huge on that. I think the first time I watch something, it's as a fan, you know, cheering on a guy or if it's a teammate, you know, really, you know, hoping that he wins at things or just watching for fun. But then I think the second time, I'm like Yanni and I'm watching for techniques or, or strategies or anything like that, you know, simple little moves that they're hitting and stuff. But yeah, so I definitely watch a lot of the foreigners. Who are some of the guys you've watched the most or some of the most influential on your game over the years? I love watching the Russians. Uh, Bajrang from India, you know, he, he's huge. Um, a lot of the Cubans as well. Uh, I, I just really like to watch as many people as possible, but the Russians are, are huge. Yugoyev is, is super tough and yeah. someday – that's, you know, it's probably the weight that I'll be. So I just seeing how, how he wrestles and how he does things is, is really cool. But, um, you know, I watched a lot of the cadet worlds leading up to, to when I went there and, uh, you know, I was definitely ready to go and I visualized a lot. So I felt like I've been there before, but hopefully it feels like that, you know, cause I, I visualize the Olympics a lot and, uh, you know, I see myself there. So, you know, I like to be there before I'm actually there. If that makes sense. Dude, you said the V word visualize. I go crazy for that kind of stuff. What What's your routine? Like, do you, Put it this way, when you're visualizing it, do you see like yourself wrestling someone else or is it like first person and you're seeing it through your own eyes? Um, so I visualize twice a day, um, sometimes three when I have time at school, but on my way to school, uh, my dad, you know, we, we turn the radio off and things and, and I just visualize on the way to school. We have about a 15 minute drive. So I'm visualizing there. And then I always visualize before I go to bed. I think that's really big too. Um, Cause then, you know, you're thinking about it, you're dreaming about it and things like that. So, uh, but really, I, I visualize, I see myself, I picture it in my head, and I just see myself there thinking about how the match is going to go, how I'm going to prepare, how the weight cut's going to go, how the event's going to look, you know, the, the podium. I mean, I, I stood on the podium and listened to the national anthem about 100 times before I even did it in real life and, and ran the flag and things like that. Uh, but I think that I definitely see myself there, you know, before I'm there. And, and 
it's like right now, what's your next big event? Super 32? Yeah, that's a big one. So are you visualizing that? Or are you thinking about the Olympics when you're going to school? A little bit of both. Um, you know, I like to visualize the next upcoming current thing and then the main goal, you know, the big main goal at the end as well. But uh, definitely visual, visualizing a lot of Super 32 and, uh, you know, winning that high school belt. And have you, do you have like domestic competition that's going to push you to the limit or do you have to get back to the world's? Um, well, I, mean, I guess when was the last time you lost in the U.S.? Um, December of 2019 at back duels to Aiden Valencia. You still got the medal on the door? I, yeah, I actually do right now. Um, it's that door that goes to the 5 a.m. room. I saw that on your tour that you have that on the door. I'm like, that yeah. is so savage because there's like yeah. some dents on the door, you know, from you. There is, yeah. Getting that thing. Yeah. So um, Valencia's younger brother is the guy? Um, so I don't know that they're cousins or something but he is from california like our and uh you know he's made a bunch of world teams i think he's a u15 world champ so he's a stud but um you know i don't ever wrestle again he gotten a little bit bigger uh he now wrestles around like mason's weight 126 ish so uh but that that you know that last loss still motivates me to this day and uh you know i, I still remember a lot about it so what happened in folk style or freestyle folk style folk style um i think i lost like four two or three two maybe five two um but I just remember I bumped up the wrestle him. It was PA versus California, uh, back goal finals. Um, you know, I, I was going after it. We always talk about chasing lions, chasing the best guys. Um, at that time, I think he was a world champ. So maybe a little nervous, but I went into it. I was confident and I thought I could get it done. And uh, I, I basically, I, you know, I went after it, couldn't get it done. But, um, you know, definitely elevated my game and motivated me to, to hire things now, but still motivates me. For sure, man. I mean, guys, you're such an animal. It's so fun to watch and getting back to the worlds. That was the first time a lot of the uh, United States really saw you on the radar. And like what I noticed about your matches is that you're not afraid to get, if you have to give up a takedown early, cause you're going after it and not that you get taken down often. It's rare, but a couple of the matches you got taken out. You didn't think anything of it, you know? So you're just so calm in there. Is that something that, that you've gone through before? Yeah, a hundred percent. The matches at worlds are a little short. They're only four minutes. But mm. I still enough time to, to break a guy, especially the Europeans and guys from other countries. I don't know. I just think that, I don't know, they don't have the gas tank that we do and they don't go as high of pace as we do. I mean, you saw it at the Olympics. Taylor was, was breaking guys. I mean, the whole team was physically winning matches because the other guy was completely breaking and just couldn't go anymore. Uh, but that, that, that's my main goal is to break the guy um, points as I can, but to physically just wear out so bad that he can't even get up and he can't even wrestle anymore. That's the main goal points early it shouldn't matter you know in, in a full match and is that where the uh the like what's the machine gun mindset where does that come into that I yeah love that. so so that's a big one for us we always talk about that machine gun mindset basically is you know you have a choice between a machine gun that shoots how many times a thousand times to a one-shot shotgun what are you going to take in a fight you're going to take the machine gun has way more shots you know way faster way more bullets and all that um, so that's what we want to do in a match. You know, we don't want to be that guy that takes one shot or, you know, goes out and feels the guy out. We want to be that guy that just gets after it and, uh, you know, takes as many shots as he can. So that's where that comes in. And that's, that's the way you wrestle, man. And, and then, you know, going into the finals, it's like, all right, he's got Russia, you know, is it, the kids legit, but you got, you know, it's always, you got to get through Russia to make your, make a name for yourself. You go out there, you pin the kid. I, and like, at that point, people are like, that's it. Call a Goyev up, bring him in. It's over. We got to see this kid against him. But I mean, in all seriousness, man, what a performance. 
What are you thinking before you go on the mat for the world finals? I, I remember it. We were in the shoot. Um, it was my dad, coach KJ and I, and then the Russian was right beside me. I was first match of the whole thing. And then I just remember I was in the zone. I was ready to go. My dad was, was all fired up. He was ready as well. Um, coach KJ was even getting pretty fired up. So we were ready to go. Um, but I was just remembering all the work I put in. Like I said, ever since I started when I was six years old, first went into, you know, the wrestling room. I just remember, you know, I loved it. Um, I worked so hard at it. You know, why, why would I lose now? This guy doesn't deserve his win. This doesn't deserve to win as much as I do. And, uh, you know, I just knew that I had to go out there and just give it all I had, put it on the line, and he couldn't go four full minutes with me. But um, I remember, you know, they announce your name and you walk out, and uh, that, that was a pretty awesome moment. That was pretty real. You know, you look up and you see all the different country fan bases. You know, Russia was going nuts, and then obviously the USA was as well. Um, but, you know, walking up the stairs to the stage was was pretty awesome. And then when you're on the mat, I was starting to, I was starting to get it a little bit in my stomach, uh, feeling a little nervous. But once we shook hands, it was on. So I was ready. God, man. Good to know you're still human. You still feel the nerves a little bit. So after, uh, after you get it done that night, I'm just curious, what's someone like you do to celebrate that night? Um, I, it was a great night, man. I, I called a lot of people. A lot of people called me. Um, you know, there was a lot of support there, not only from my friends, family, uh, but my school was behind me. There's a lot of great people in the community that were behind me here. I have a great, great support system here. Uh, but my parents were there. My brother was there. So that was really awesome to share that moment with them. Um, you know, I, I was celebrating for a while. You know, I got to go on the podium and stuff. One bad thing is we had to do a uh, doping test, which took like two hours. That was a rough process. But um, other than that, it was great. Uh, you know, everything was awesome. I got the belt. Um, you know, you get to stand on the podium and, and hear the national anthem and stuff but uh yeah that night we went out to eat stuff it was super cool but um I had Greco in a couple of days so I had to you know stay kind of focused but uh you know I definitely enjoyed it and then when I got home I I really enjoyed it as well so man the reception your hometown gives you is phenomenal yeah, yeah it, it was unreal when I got home you know they they were all at my house already and they were you know they had signs made and things it, it was just amazing and then my school held a parade thing and and that, that was just awesome to see you know the community stand up yeah stuff did it's on and like they were even before you left they had the send off with all the flags yeah yeah they were fired up man and then i think the thing people got to remember about this too is the uh, the uww cadet division you're wrestling up a couple years right oh yeah yeah so we had to sign papers um to even wrestle i had to give them to him at weigh-ins um and it was i think it's like 17 and below and i was going in at 14 um it was back in july so i was going in as 14 years old and i had to sign papers to be able to compete you know if I got hurt it wasn't on the event or anything but um dang that was pretty cool the coolest thing I saw was when one of the Russian coaches came up and took a picture with you afterwards yeah um it was really awesome so they really follow wrestling over there I think a lot of those Russians and and guys from the other countries even have like flow accounts and stuff like they know the best USA wrestlers like even coach KJ over there he was like a celebrity you know people were coming up and getting their picture with him you know, he was an Olympian and, and things like that. So they even do, this trip still. Yeah. At Budapest. Yeah. Wow. The world team from different countries were coming up and getting pictures with him. And then, you know, it's, they really respect you, you know, once you win a world title. Cause I think a lot of the guys there, they know what goes into it and they know how hard it is. So that was really cool for that Russian guy. You know, he got a picture of me. Um, I think he said future Olympic champ or something. You can't really understand the guys, but they're yeah. just awesome. And uh, they definitely respect you. And, you know, you respect them. So 
Nah, it's, I mean, of all the countries, right? Everyone's got, got the utmost respect for the Russians. So to see that, it's awesome. So like when you, you know, look back at your career, when would you say you stopped doing like the three months a year, November through January, or like, like just a normal season? Did you ever do that? Um, I think probably my first and second year. Um, you know, I, I did maybe not year round, maybe like four or five months out of the year. And then when I won my first A title, I really turned it up. I think that year I, I really started to love it and saw that I could have success and things. And um, that's when I really turned it up, I think, going year round. And your parents are obviously all in on you. I've been asking a lot about your pops, but obviously your mom, your brother, it's a whole family affair. And you guys are like, just as committed as it, as it gets, man, even with the diet, right? You, you're, you're focusing on your diet now. Yeah, I am for sure. Every, every little thing now, um, especially at my age is, is really important. Everything from diet to, you know, how I'm living, how I'm sleeping, workouts, everything like that, getting my electrolytes and then all those type of things. But uh, yeah, I'm really focusing on every single thing and trying to have zero chinks in the armor and, you know, go in with, with absolutely no regrets. So exciting to follow you, man. We're going to be watching like Hawks out here. Um, and you still got a year in middle school, right? Yeah. Um, so I'm in eighth grade this year. Um, and then, uh, you know, I'll be wrestling up for Super 32 um, high school. Um, I'm going to be trying to be the third ever um, eighth grade high school. One of, I think it's 106, maybe Crook on 113, but third ever uh, eighth grader win high school Super 32. So that's going to be really awesome. That's coming up in the next month. Um, and then other than that, I don't really have much until Worlds. I think I'll be competing at some of the bigger events during the year, but, you know, it's focusing on Super 32 uh, states and, and Worlds. So you, do you do the Tulsa thing or is that not as big anymore? Um, I don't know if I'll do it this year. Um, You've done it before, though? I have. Yeah, last year I went and, you know, I got to win an Eagle and stuff, but nice events. Now, will you do the same kind of training frequency as you're doing now throughout the year, kind of leading up to the to the spring? Yeah, uh, we're, we're working really hard. I think during the summer, um, we get more workouts in uh, because, you know, you're not going to school and things. But during the school year, we have a great structure. We have a great, you know, plan and things. We, we have, you know, just enough time to get our homework in and all, you know, the school academic things done. And then, you know, we're in the room as much as we can. But the training stays pretty intense all the way through. Um, and then when it comes freestyle season, uh, you know, I, I really like freestyle. I really enjoy it. Um, the training, you know, stays the same, but, uh, yeah, it's going to be a fun year. Big freestyle guy. Do you think you'll keep doing Greco moving forward? Um, I do. Yeah. I think I'll competing, keep competing in Greco, um, as I move forward, I definitely, you know, it, I, it opened my eye a little bit when I went, you know, when I went to world and competed in Greco, it's just not really the same as here in the U S you know, here in the U S Greco is good. Don't get me wrong, but man, out of country. That's all those guys are doing year round. You know, they're just training Greco. They don't do any freestyle or anything. So, you know, that's, that's what they're doing year round. Well, you know, we're here wrestling freestyle and folk sound stuff. So those guys definitely came prepared. And I think that, you know, if you want to be successful on the world stage in Greco, you definitely got to put more time into it than just those, you know, three, four or five months out of the year. So. Well, some countries, you know, a lot of people tell me Greco's more popular, which is, it's just hard to believe because we, you know, we're so focused on folk style, but, yeah, I mean, Greco is just deep overseas, man. Um, Hungary, they, they said that they like Greco better. That's why it was second at Worlds, which really surprised me as well. I think the majority of the world, though, does prefer freestyle. Freestyle, yeah. Well, man, it's been so great to catch up. I just have a couple questions here from the audience, and we'll let you go. When you're, like, warming up, are you someone who's keeping the mind clear or do you have like a routine you're going through? 
Um, well, I have a routine in my warm up, but as far as the mind goes, um, you know, I keep it clear for the most part. I'm not thinking about, you know, anything other than that match or anything other than that tournament. Um, I'm thinking about all the work I put in, you know, everything I did um, and just that I deserve to win more than this guy does. And he can't go a full match at my pace. Um, and I know that I know that I, I deserve to win, but I definitely have a warm up um, routine that I go through every single time, you know, I do it at practice to get warmed up and I do it before matches. Um, but, uh, yeah, I definitely have a plan when I go out. What's the routine? Um, so obviously I like to jog a little bit, get loosened up. Uh, we do a lot of our agilities, um, at the compounding young guns, um, just a little bit of gymnastic stuff, things like that. Um, we do backflips and, you know, the four wheels, that type of thing. Um, we like to get a little bit of sprints in and then we do a lot of drilling, but a lot more play wrestling. Uh, we're not, you know, we're out there trying to get basically a full match in before, you know, you have your first match, you hear that, but uh, I think it's really important to do that. Um, they did that at Worlds, and uh, I think it, you know, definitely works from there all the way down, um, but getting a full match, maybe a player wrestle match in before you go out, and then, uh, you know, just getting your mind ready and, um, you know, getting ready to go, blowing the lungs out, and then you're ready. After that, it's game time. Uh, the other question I had that I was dying to ask you about, have you watched a lot of film on Aaron Pico over the years, or do, do you know who that is? Yeah, I 100%. Bro, your snaps look just like him. <laughs> yeah, that dude, um, it kind of stinks when he when he left. Oh. He was so good. And, you know, I'd like to see how he would have played out. But, um, yeah, he was an animal. He was an animal, and I definitely watched a little bit of his matches for sure. Uh, his snaps were definitely nasty back in the day. I mean, that's what sticks out to me with you. Like, if a guy gets lazy for a second, they're going nose of the mat. And I had Zane on the show earlier today. I was watching some of his matches with Pico. You know, Zane's one of the best to ever do it. Pico was 8-0 against Zane when he got out of the game, which is, like, stunning. And a lot of those matches, he's just so heavy on the hands. He's snapping. So it reminded me a lot about your uh, lot your style because sometimes you he'll tech a guy without even touching their legs sometimes. Yeah, I mean, snap downs is it's definitely my first thing. I go out, and, and I'm definitely trying to snap his head down. Um, some guys, you know, they try to – scout it out and they try to keep their head up real hard and, and that's when the shots open up I know that happened with Pico a lot you know, when he watches matches you know a guy will try to really defend his snap but then it just opens up his leg attack so it's definitely a it's a pretty nice com combination with your shots and your snap but uh definitely watched him before and took some things from him yeah he's awesome man um well Bo Bassett I appreciate you making time for us it's late on a Wednesday night it's a school night of all nights so we'll let you uh we'll let you run Thanks again for coming on the show, man. As he said, big fans and can't wait to watch you out there again. Man, I appreciate it. Thank you so much for letting me come on. Um, like I said, I, I watch this podcast all the time. You know, I love it. The Smith series and all that stuff. So I, I just love it. So thank you. Heck yeah, man. It's an honor. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to this episode of Wrestling Changed My Life. To see video clips from this interview, please go to Instagram at Wrestling Changed My Life. This episode was proudly presented by Spartan Combat. The Spartan Combat Nationals are returning to Jacksonville, Florida, April 8th through the 10th, 2022. Register now at SpartanCombat.com.